Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we continue along in the Gospels. Of course, in the life of Jesus, as we look at the Gospels, we're starting here at the beginning, and we're going to be looking at, first of all, rather than the birth of Christ, we're going to take a look at his cousin. You remember who his cousin was? It was John, John the Baptist. We find a story that we'll be looking at in Luke chapter 1, where it tells us that in the first, uh, actually in verse 5, so there was in the days of Herod, king of Judah or Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abbei, and his wife, the daughters, uh, daughters of Aaron, her name was Elizabeth. And so we're introduced to this marvelous couple. And it tells us that they were both righteous before God, and they walk in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Two beautiful people just going about their lives, living for the Lord, doing the best they can, best that they can, walking for Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people around the world that you could put in this story who are just walking with the Lord. Isn't that what we should all be doing is just living before the Lord and, and just enjoying what he tells us to do and enjoying each other? And then it's up for God to use us as he sees fit. And I'm sure this couple had no idea that there were one day going to be, their lives are going to be changed, as we'll see here in a little bit. But that's how God uses us. As we go about our normal course of business per day, every day, living for Him. And then God puts things and events in our lives in order that He might use us for His glory. It tells us of the story, it tells us in verse 7, He says, And they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren, and they were now well stricken in years. A couple things here we see. The, is the couple now, it says they were well stricken in a year. You see, the years of life have taken a toll on them, and this idea that they were well stricken is this idea that they were bent over. They have become feeble. And the idea of well stricken in years is that of feebleness as a result of age. They become very, you know, able, just very, rarely able to get along for themselves. And of course, during the culture during this time, if a woman was well, was barren, as we, our verse tells us about Elizabeth, that the husband had the right just to, to put her out or, or to divorce her because she wasn't able to bear a child. I mean, it's kind of a tragic story, but that's the way that culture was during that time. But the thing that we see, the, I like to look at the story behind the story, is the story of Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth. There must have been a deep love for each other as they continue just caring for each other, all, all till they're well stricken in age. You know, they, they were at a place where, you know, they just had each other. They were living for the Lord. What a beautiful picture for a married couple is to be so committed to each other. No matter what life brings their way, they're, they're committed to each other and they're going to live for the Lord. And it tells us, and it came to pass that while he was fulfilling the priest's office before God in order of his course, otherwise the course was they were able to serve the Lord about you know, uh, one of the weeks or once a, you know, during the year, 
they would get that privilege to go into the temple and serve the Lord. And the rest of the year, they're out doing their normal business. And he says, and according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot fell upon him that he might burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. Can you imagine the excitement of this old man? It, when the lot came up that he was the one that was going to burn incense, he was going to ha- be the one to be able to step up there and, and lead the congregation, to lead the people and the things of God. I'm sure that he was filled with joy. And the whole multitude, it tells us, we're, we're praying outside the time of incense. And so there's this large crowd out there waiting and praying before the Lord. And so this beautiful picture of prayer led by Zacharias. In verse 11, it says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Could you guys picture this? As you're just serving the Lord, all of a sudden this angel appears. It says, And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled. I think I'd be troubled too. How about you guys? He says, And and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not. Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. The beautiful word of God, as he would speak to us even today, for, for us not to fear. See, God's in control. God's in control of our life. God's in control of our nation. God's in control of the world. There's nothing that he doesn't see that he doesn't know. And so he says, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. What prayer do you think he was praying I'd like to think that he's been praying, Lord, please give me a son. It it really gives us encouragement for persistence in prayer. He didn't give up. Even though he was old, well-stricken in years, he was still praying, Oh, Lord, i love to have a son. He says, Thy prayer, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name uh, Jonathan, or else John. The word John Certainly, it just simply means that the Lord is gracious. That's a beautiful picture that we're here, seeing here. As this couple's basically bent over, you know, really struggling just to get by. But yet the Lord says, you know what? You, you guys are going to bear a son. And so it tells us in verse 14, And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, and he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. What an exciting picture. There's great joy at the birth of this child. The answer prayer brings joy. And he says, you, you, not only that, your son's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his birth. Oh, my goodness, what a great desire for us. As you as parents or grandparents, pray for your kids. Pray for them that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, And many of the children of Israel shall be turned to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him, that is the Messiah, in the spirit and the power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. If you remember, the last words of God prior to, to this was found in the book of Malachi in the fourth chapter. The last word of God to man was in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. 
where we read, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great awesome day of the Lord, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the heart heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And so here we see is the last word of God to man in the old covenant period was the angel speaking to Zacharias there at the altar of God. What a beautiful thing. We'll talk more about the significance of this passage as we move forward. You know, then it tells us that Zacharias, you know, the beautiful picture here in verse 18, and Zacharias said unto the angels, whereby shall I know this? For I'm old, and my wife is well stricken in age, and the angel answered and said unto him, I'm Gabriel, that stands in the presence of God. I've been sent to, to speak to thee, and to show these glad tidings. Behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because you did not believe my words, which shall be fulfilled in this season. Interesting. You know, Zachariah saying, okay, I understand you're an angel, <laughs> but I need to see a sign. I need to see that you're going to perform these things, that they're, I mean, that your word's good. <laughs> I think it's interesting how we can doubt God and not b- believe him, even if an angel of the Lord would appear unto us. These things that God is going to perform, whether you believe it or not, God's going to do it. That's what Gabriel was saying. Your unbelief will not stop the work of God. And that's important for us to understand. Our unbelief will not stop the work of God. It it will not hinder the purposes of God. And so many times, you know, people will put on some type of heavy trip on upon us. And he says, you know, they might say, you know, that although God's work is total responsibility, it's totally dependent upon my hanging in there and believing and they want to make us feel guilty. But rather, it's not dependent upon how great we are and how much we believe, but rather God's purposes. He's going to accomplish those things. He's going to accomplish those things within your life, within our nation, within the church. And we need to remember that, that God's going to do these things. I, I think it's amazing as we look at this story how it just opens up to us. And I like kind of the ending where we'll finish up here today. It says, now the people waited for Zacharias. They, they were waiting outside for a blessing from the priest, and they marveled. They, he tarried so long in the temple, and he came out, and he could not speak unto them. And so they, they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned unto him. Could you see his hands just kind of beckoning to the people, talk, trying to talk to him? He says, and he remained speechless. I just think it's so great how God is painting such this beautiful story for us. And it says, and it came to pass as soon as the day's administration was accomplished, he departed to his own house. And so we see him serving this week there in the temple. And God did this marvelous work within his life. And then he's off to leaving Jerusalem on his way to Judea. The story gets really exciting in the next couple of days. I hope you tune in. As we see the, the announcement of the birth of Jesus to Mary. And then we see these beautiful praise, praises going up to the Lord. I hope you tune in. I hope that you will, will tell other people. 
you know, that we too would, would learn from the, the life of Elizabeth and the life of Zacharias, that we would live a life committed, devoted to the Lord, no matter what our circumstances might be, that we won't lose heart, that we won't lose our faith in Him, and that we won't weary in well-doing. And so until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.